The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Rev. Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're ever in the area, in the Chicagoland area, please stop by. We would love to see you at Christ Universal Temple. Our Sunday worship service is at 10.30 a.m. to 12 noon every Sunday, every Sunday, and if you're not in the area, you can watch our live stream at www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. Again, we love for you to contact us. Also, just a reminder that this show has a Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, you can go to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure you like the page, share it with others. I post links and different positive and inspirational quotes on on it to make sure that we have what we need to make it through the day to remind ourselves of our own innate divinity, our own innate power, our own love, our own peace and who we are in God and who God is in us. So that's a part of uh, what we do. And we want to make sure that we give you what you need to support your spiritual journey. Now, I am in the midst of teaching a series called How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. And it's written, uh, the, it's the, I got the title from the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. And basically the concept of the book is that through our Christ mind or Christ consciousness, we have 12 faculties symbolized by Jesus and his 12 disciples that when understood and utilized allows us to express the good that God has for us and potential. So these faculties allow us to take that which is in the realm of possibility and bring it into the realm of expression. Now, I did ask everyone who is listening to this show to get the book. It doesn't cost that much. It's like a $10 book. And I'm sure you can find it even for even less than that on Amazon.com or something like that. So in my book, which the book I'm teaching out of is the edition that was printed or copyrighted rather in 1976. Uh, I'm on page 13, but 
I want you to put a pin in that because I want to first go to Charles Fillmore and the revealing word and deal with his definition of strength before we go into the book. Again, each of the 12 disciples represent a particular faculty. So we're going to get into that later about Andrew, who symbolizes strength and why. But right now, we're going to get into Charles Fillmore's definition of strength. He states on page 186 in the book, The Revealing Word, which is a dictionary of metaphysical terms. He says or wrote, the energy of strength is the energy of God. Freedom from weakness, stability of character, power to withstand temptation, capacity to accomplish. Strength is physical, mental, and spiritual. All strength originates in spirit, the thought and the word spiritually expressed being the manifestation. So let me just go back for a moment and really kind of deal with this definition. And we're going to drill down in it when we actually get into the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God. First of all, strength is the energy of God. That by itself lets you know that when we talk about strength, we're not just talking about that which shows up physically. There is a such thing as physical strength. But whether it's spiritual, mental, or physical, it's still the energy of God. Therefore, the capacity for strength is unlimited because it's the energy of God. So we always have the ability to be strong in any situation or circumstance because we're not leaning on our quote-unquote personal strength, but we're leaning on the strength or the energy of God. You know, you know, like some of the scriptures and, you know, having done all to stand, that's talking about being strong, you know, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. That's being strong. That's using strength. You know, you know, I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might, you know, things like that. So when we realize that we don't have to lean on our own strength, that there's an inner strength, an inner strength that is the strength, the strength of God, the energy of God, it allows us to look at situations that we're dealing with differently. We say, oh, I can't handle that. This is too much. This is overwhelming. No, it's not. That's just how you perceive it. And because that's what you perceive, you believe. And because that's what you believe, you get to express. But it's not true. You have the energy of God in you. And you can stand through anything because God is. It goes on to say, in the definition that strength is freedom from weakness. Now, that could be mental or emotional weakness. That could be physical weakness. But if we're having some issues with mental or emotional weakness, then we have to call on the strength of God within us through prayer, through affirmative prayer, through denying weakness, through meditation and sitting in the silence, through whatever we need to do to tune ourselves back into our own indwelling Christ, to our own Christ nature. Remember, Christ in you, your hope of glory. So we have to realize that we have the ability to be free from weakness. It could be freedom from weakness in your body, where literally the body is not acting the way it needs to be, and you're literally affirming the strength and energy of God in your body. Now, people say, well, I don't know if that'll work. Well, what do you have to lose? And if anybody has ever been healed, calling forth the strength of God in their body, then you can. Because God is no respecter of person. The principle works. You can boil water at 212 degrees in Chicago and L.A. and Hong Kong and Rome and Alaska and South Africa. It doesn't matter because it's based on principle. So when you get the revelation and the realization of the strength and energy of God in you, you can call forth that energy in your body and call forth the energy that will turn a weak body into a strong body. Sick cells into strong cells or whatever it might be. What I'm saying is you have the ability to do that, you have the ability to be free from weakness. Charles Fillmore's definition also says that strength is the stability of character. And this is really key because 
it doesn't make a difference how talented you are if you don't have the character to back it up. That's one of the things that makes um, sometimes fascinating, uh, highly talented political people, athletes, entertainers, etc. So um, perplexing because you'll say, wow, this person had great talent and they just threw it all away. Well, the strength that stabilizes the character might not have been expressing in a way that allows them to balance their souls. See, because, you know, it's all type of thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, biases, prejudices, likes, dislikes within the soul of an individual. But what balances it? It's the strength of God. Strength allows you to maintain your integrity because it stabilizes your character. If you look at your, if, if you look at your character like a cup and your talent is the content within the cup, if the cup is cracked, it doesn't make a difference what's in the cup. It'll leak out. It doesn't make a difference how much talent you have. If the care, if your character is cracked, you'll misuse your talent, and eventually, it won't matter how talented you are. The only thing that'll matter is the you have a crack in your character, so you'll find up find yourself putting yourself in situations that you shouldn't be in, doing things you shouldn't be doing, being around people you shouldn't be around because of the crack in character, not because of your talent. Not because of your know-how, not because of your intelligence, but because of your character. Everybody, almost everybody knows somebody who's highly intelligent, but doesn't necessarily make the best decisions because they're easily swayed or easily manipulated or, or dealing with some type of, you know, substance or alcohol abuse or things of that nature. Something that, that pulls them away some type of addictive quality. So it's really important to recognize that you have the ability to stabilize your character. It also says that strength is the power to withstand temptation. This is key because things will pop up that will attempt to pull you away from your goals, from your dreams, from your commitments, from your word. And you have to decide. As Joshua told the Israelites in the book of Joshua, choose you this day whom you will serve. Are you going to serve your integrity, your word, your your, your, your character, your spiritual nature, working in alignment with spiritual principles? Are you going to... Work with love, peace, and harmony, or chaos, discord, and hate. See, temptation never shows up as something you don't want or or want to do. You might want to do it, but it's not the right thing for you to do. But the thing about it is, if it can't connect with you on an emotional level, it's really not a temptation. You know, when the serpent in the Garden of Eden allegory came to Adam and Eve, he went to really went to Eve. He didn't go to Adam. In biblical mysticism and metaphysics, Eve represents the feeling nature. Temptation comes to your feeling nature. What you like, don't like, your appetites, etc. If you're on a diet and then it seems though everybody's offering you chocolate cake and sweet potato pie and homemade cookies and you know and whatever your favorite dish is. Now the question now intellectually you'll know I'm on a diet, I'm trying to lose this weight, I'm on an exercise regimen, etc. etc. But your feeling nature is communicating with the appetite, the taste buds and all that, and your body can even have a physical craving for it. You'll know you you don't need it. But your emotions will be pulled, and then you start the argument of 
convincing your logical mind to let it go this once. This one time, just once. That's how we play ourselves. So we have to realize that we have the ability to withstand temptation and not be moved off of what we are committed to. That's important. That's really important. Now, it says is that strength is the capacity to accomplish. This is also important. Because when you understand that it's the capacity to accomplish, that means that you have the ability within you to accomplish anything because it's not your strength, it's God's strength. What are you trying to do right now in your life that you think that can't be done because you think that it depends on what you know and what you think you can do personally as a human being? I want you to... Ask yourself, am I relying on just my own talent, intellect, and understanding to accomplish this? Or am I turning within and aligning my mind with the omnipotence that I'm one with, with the all power of God, with the omniscience? The all intelligence of God with the omnipresence, the all the presence there is God. Or am I thinking, oh, let me figure this out for myself. And, oh, I can't do that because I don't know how to do that. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know how to connect, etc. When we do that, we disconnect ourselves from in consciousness from the power. You can never be disconnected from the power. But if we're not aware of it, we can't benefit from it. A lack of awareness is like it not being there. Mr. Fillmore goes on to say that strength is physical, mental, and spiritual, which I covered. All strength originates in spirit. All strength originates in spirit. It doesn't make a difference if it shows up as the bodybuilder lifting weights or the power lifter in the Olympics or the mental strength that it takes to, to, you know, lead a family or, or run a country or the spiritual strength of a Jesus or a Moses or any other religious leader you like to follow, read, or listen to. It's really important that you realize that all of it comes from God. And he says the thought and the word spiritually expressed being the manifestation. So as we think and as we speak, we are shaping, we are shaping the strength of God to show up in a particular way. That's really key. That's really key. So and that's basically Charles Fillmore's definition of strength. Now, I'm sure if, if I went and did more research, I can get a lot more information, but I do want to teach this book as well. So before we get into that, I want to just remind you of a couple of things because during the second and third parts of this show, I'll be teaching from How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch, which, and I hope you bought the book, and I hope that you're reading ahead because we're going to do these chapters one by one until we finish. Now, just a quick reminder. This show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. As you are freely receiving, please freely give. You are putting the law of of giving and receiving in motion. You are practicing the law of giving and receiving when you give to that which is supporting your spiritual growth. So click on the donate button and make sure that you support this show and the other shows by giving your donation. The other thing is remember that this show and all the shows on Unity Online Radio are available through iTunes at Stitcher. So we're going to take our first break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. 
are listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To support this ministry, go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Your contribution helps us broadcast messages of love and inspiration throughout the world. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Reverends Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm teaching out of the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God by William Warch. I'm on page 13 of my book. I'm going to read these quick definitions, and I'm going to transition over into the preview and into the book. The author wrote that strength is my ability to be still. Strength allows me to stick with divine ideas. Strength is my patience, tolerance, steadfastness, and balance. I want to deal with strength is my ability to be still. Sometimes people think that strength is always an activity. But it takes strength to be still when it's time to be still. To stand on that which you know when it's time for you to stand on what you know. To be at peace when people are trying to pull you out of your peace, that takes strength. When Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate and was, you know, basically being told, you know, if you want to get free, you better talk to me. I have the power to free you and I have the power to send you to your physical death. Jesus had to tell him, you're not no power over me unless it's given to you by my father. And basically told him, if I want to be free, I'd be free. He was able to be still in the moment. He didn't have to react to what other people wanted him to do or how they wanted him to react. Part of being strong is is knowing when you're in the situations that the world would call chaotic, disruptive, confrontational, or 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 just plain upsetting. You know, your ability to be still. It doesn't necessarily mean it can mean something as simple as something's happening with with you in your body or something with a family member in a hospital or something or somebody makes their transition or somebody loses their job or you lose your job or something happens with the business or your home or your or et cetera. And your ability in the midst of all of that to be still and know God is that takes some evolution. This is why I always tell people that reactions really tell you where you are in consciousness. Because when the situation happens and you don't have an opportunity to prepare for it, in other words, those blindside situations, what comes up and comes out is really where you're at in consciousness because that's coming out of your subconscious mind. Your reaction is based upon how you perceive what's going on. 
how you perceive life is based upon what you believe. And what you believe is based upon what you think and feel. Therefore, when you react, you know, in anger or frustration or fear or anxiety, that's really telling you, at least in that aspect of your life, that's where you need to grow and evolve in your spiritual strength. Because if you can be moved off of your firm faith and strength and spirit, then that tells you where you need to work on, where you need to work at in your own soul. It's really important for you to know that when you react in a certain way, don't try to justify it. Recognize it, forgive yourself, and then start working on it. Because believe me, if you keep putting your truth on the shelf, it'll come back and haunt you. If you keep giving people a piece of your mind, as one of my teachers used to always say, sooner or later you won't have any mind left. So go back and get your mind that you've been giving it, giving to everybody so you can have a full mind. That's a joke. All right. Strength allows me to stick with divine ideas. So when, when the ideas come, and I'll deal with that a little bit later, it allows you to be steadfast with them. Strength is my patience, tolerance, steadfastness, and balance. Now, I'm going to read the preview on page 14. It says strength is stillness, which we basically covered. Strength has four spiritual aspects, patience, tolerance, steadfastness, steadfastness, and balance. Strength is derived from the balance between your thinking and feeling. There are two uses of strength, spiritual and physical. Some would say mental as well, but the spiritual and mental really work together. All right? All right. In the book, he basically says, rather than being a noisy, exerting attribute, strength is stillness. You find your strength in the stillness and the silence of your being. This is how you find your confidence and security by being still. Now, this is one of the reasons why new thought promotes meditation so much. Because if you follow the examples of all spiritual giants, they all had time where they went away for contemplation to become fortified in their newfound revelation and realizations. And even in the midst of their ministries and their callings and their service to humanity, they had times where they broke away for prayer. And Jesus's language, Aramaic, the word prayer is, uh, uh, I believe it's slotha, and it means to set a trap or to ensnare. And uh, Dr. Rocco Erico wrote a book on it called Setting a Trap for God. So when it says Jesus went away for prayer, he was actually going away for more of what we would call a contemplative meditation. He was going to be still so he could be re-fortified, re-energized, and also hear what he needed to do. Moses was in the wilderness for years as a shepherd in quiet and stillness. And then the burning bush experience happened. And when and when he needed to get the Ten Commandments and other things, he would go off into the mountain by himself so he could talk with God. And then I mean he had to go away to the mountain to talk to God. No. But what that's telling us is we have to have times where we pull apart. Where we pull apart. You know, Buddha went away to study under the Bodhi tree or contemplate under the Bodhi tree where he supposedly had his revelation. You know, I, I, you know, I used to talk, you know, with Reverend Coleman when she was active in the ministry and she would talk about how she would get up and she had a routine of what she would read in the morning. She would read all of the new thought, spiritual periodicals, daily inspiration for better living, the daily word, the science of mind, the creative thought, the thoughts from the hill, daily thoughts from the hill, excuse me. And whatever one that really touched her soul, she would meditate on it. 
they all have all spiritual giants. Your pastor, if you have one, has a routine to stay in tune. You should, too, because it helps fortify your soul. It helps you enhance the strength or the energy of God within you. The author goes on and says, true strength gives you a greater power than the ability to ability to move things about. One of the wonderful ways strength manifests itself in your consciousness is in the form of patience. Patience is calm, uncomplaining endurance. I'm going to read that again. Patience is calm, uncomplaining endurance. It is persistent courage. Whenever you need to be courageous in a situation, all you need to do is become still. It is a deliberate, deliberate spiritual step when you steal yourself towards something spiritual. Now, patience matters because when you realize that your patience is a form of strength, when you find yourself that find yourself in situations where you lack patience, this is your soul giving you an opportunity to work on developing this gift. And if you lack patience, trust me. You will bump up into situations and people that will always test your patience. Always. That which your soul needs to grow and evolve in will always be presented to you. Especially things that test your patience. Because your ability to be still and patient allows you to not be ruled by your emotions and start making decisions and taking action based upon your emotion or your impatience in the moment. Sometimes doing and saying things that we regret later. All right. He goes on and says, if you do not draw upon your source of patience, you become irritable and tense and have no other choice than to react in anger and impatience. You always have the choice of waiting Excuse me, you always have the choice of waiting upon your Lord rather than becoming frustrated and embittered. He goes on to say another way in which spiritual strength manifests itself through your consciousness is in the form of tolerance. Tolerance is your ability to be fair to those with whom you do not agree. This gives you freedom from bigotry. It is your ability to to allow deviations from conformity, keeping you open and flexible. Many times you have met someone who has believed differently from you or who lives a lifestyle that seems extraordinary. But you must realize that this person is at his level of consciousness and needs the freedom to experience life through his own choices. If it is incompatible with your ways and you sense a strain due to difference, you may draw upon divine strength and have it manifest in your consciousness as tolerance. This frees both of you from struggling with your differences. It allows you calmness and serenity while acknowledging your individuality. Let me stop there. So if it's tolerance, that means that I don't have to have everybody see things the way I see them or do things the way I do it or agree with me about how I should live and et cetera, et cetera. Now, as a civil society, nations have civil laws and rules to which people functioning and when you don't follow those rules they have places where they send you and if the rules don't match up and don't work for people then people um deal with those rules and laws similar to the civil rights movement in the in the 50s 60s and early 70s therefore but tolerance allows you to be able to be in a space where you can love the differences in life love the creativity of life Everybody's not going to do it the way you do it. And people have to have the ability to make decisions based upon where their souls are at. See, this helps people out when they're dealing, especially with family and and children, especially. You know, I didn't, you know, children go off and they start doing their own thing and you're wondering why they're doing it. Well, they have to do things according to where their souls are at. And you have to do things based upon where you're at. In consciousness, but you have to free people 
See, when you are tolerant, you allow them to be who they need to be and follow their own path and make their own mistakes and be at peace because you you have patience and you have tolerance. This also allows you to be able to be around people of different religions, different sexual orientations, different lifestyles, different ethnic backgrounds. Because you're not just seeing things your way. You're being strong in what you do, but also realizing that spirit shows up in so many ways. And you can't stop how spirit continues to show up in different ways. The book goes on to say, all strength originates in spirit and manifests in many wonderful ways through your consciousness. Steadfastness is the third way in which you benefit by placing God at the head of your life. It is your ability to stay fixed in a direction and unwavering in spite of all appearances. It keeps you firm in purpose. It is your ability to be firmly established in faith rather than fickle and on again, off again. Steadfastness is a great complement to faith because it allows you to stick with it, so to speak. Many people begin developing their awareness of faith, but soon drop the whole thing at the first great challenge. Strength in the form of steadfastness is unwavering. True spiritual strength sees that your choices result in upward movements rather than in random up and down experiences. Depression and discouragement are overcome by drawing upon strength as the energy of God. They are but merely temporary experiences when you steal yourself to your source of your strength. Now, that was a mouthful. Now, in biblical metaphysics and mysticism, Andrew, the disciple of Jesus, represents strength. And Andrew's brother was Peter, who symbolizes faith. What this teaches us is their close relationship as brothers tells us that faith and strength work together. So that which I I see in faith, that which I grasp in faith, I have to have the strength to stand on and be steadfast in. So I'm not moved when that which God has shown me in faith ends up and as I'm working towards the accomplishing that goal, that dream, that calling, the first thing that shows up that interferes with that process or seems to slow me down, I don't get discouraged and leave and stop and say, forget it. It doesn't matter. Uh, life doesn't want me to have it. God doesn't want me to have it in universe. This and all these other excuses we make or if we're fundamentalists, we'll blame the devil. But just realize it's all you're thinking. It's all you're thinking. Because the situations in any is in inherent in the uh, in bringing forth anything, they're going to be some growth processes. Uh, a, a newborn baby is beautiful, but there's a such thing called labor pains. If you see a rocket go off, uh, the space shuttle get launched into the sky. One of the things you'll notice is it's attached to a rocket, and eighty percent of the rocket of the fuel needed. For the space shuttle to function to get the spaces used up at liftoff, getting it off the ground and into the outer atmosphere. Well, when you start a new goal, when you start a new dream, it's going to take some energy. It's going to take faith and strength to push you out of the inertia that you've been in and against the grain of your previous dominant thinking. That thinking just doesn't go anywhere on its own. Oh, now I'm going to decide to be positive now. What? Seriously? You have to push through. You have to press on your own mind to get past it. So be mindful of that. You're going to have to be steadfast and strong in the spirit. Now, we're coming up on our last break. So I'll finish this point and the last point of the book of the four aspects of strength. And we'll be right back with Truth Transforms.
you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want, but not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors, The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. spirituality into your own hands? Bucking corporate religion in favor of finding your own path? Do you cross the boundary between religion and science? Or between religions themselves? Do you like a dose of humor with your truth-seeking? If you answered yes, you're what we call a holy rascal. Join Rabbi Rami Shapiro for How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Central. Rami and his guests will engage in lively, humorous discussions about what it means to be a spiritual human being in the 21st century. How to Be a Holy Rascal, Wednesdays at 11 a.m., only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Ah, Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching out of the book, How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God, and I'm on page 16 in my version. It states again, as I read, it keeps you firm in purpose. So when you know that you're working on purpose, you have to be firm in it. You have to stick to it, even when you don't feel like doing it. Strength keeps you firm. It is your ability to be firmly established in faith, which I talked about, Peter and Andrew, faith and strength working together to complement each other. If you see something in faith but don't have the strength to stick to it, it won't matter. Because the moment you meet resistance, you'll stop. Instead of realizing that you have the ability to push through to your breakthrough. And your breakdown does not determine your blessings. So it goes on to say that depression and discouragement are overcome by drawing upon strength as the energy of God. Which tells us that when we're suffering under depression and discouragement, the faculty of strength within us is functioning at a low level. Because when you're being energized by the strength of God, you're not depressed. You're not discouraged. You don't care what pops up to try to tell you tell you or show up to try to present itself as an appearance that you can't have your healing, your prosperity, your blessing, your family working, you know, your happiness or whatever. You just push through. Because you know it doesn't matter. You don't let anything get behind you. You know, because, you know, you know, this is what people don't understand. When, when Jesus was talking with Peter about some deeper things and just had this high-level re- revelation he shared with the disciples and Peter. And then Peter asked him a dumb question. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. What he was saying is, get away from me with that error thinking. He was talking to Peter when he said that. In other words, get away from me with thinking that is not consistent with where I'm going and what I'm doing. And when people come around you, you don't have to verbally say that to somebody because, first of all, that would be weird. But you need to have in your mind, get away get, get away from me with, the, with telling me I can't be healthy, happy, prosperous, love and have love and joy and peace in my life. 
you know, I love the story that Russell Wilson, uh, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, said when his dad would tell him, well, why not you? You know, okay, they're saying you're too small to play quarterback. Why not you? Why can't you win the Super Bowl? Why not you? Why not? See, we're always looking for excuses of why we can't do a thing, but the only thing we need to do is firmly get our minds on why we can. All right. The fourth result, it says balance is the fourth result of spiritual strength. It is mental stability in the face of variance. You have the ability to right yourself when outer pressures are exerted upon you. You do this by drawing upon strength, recognizing it as the true source of power. The instant that you feel that an outer agent has power over you, you can be pushed off center. Stealing yourself toward divine strength results in a habit of calm behavior, dissolving any power anyone may have, excuse me, any, anyone may hold over you. Balancing yourself allows you to return to your original position. And we all know that our original position is being one with God. So whenever you find yourself malfunctioning allow yourself to be pushed into a conscious or allowing yourself to be pushed into a consciousness of resentment and imbalance steal yourself toward strength and draw it to your consciousness this returns you to the presence of god and a feeling of security and well-being that was a mouthful so it simply says that as i was stating earlier things might come to try to knock you off balance people might come to try to get you off balance You have to learn how to steal yourself consistently and pull yourself back because if you're walking on a tightrope, and sometimes we are, if you notice the people that are always walking, they're putting their hands out, they're walking in a way to balance their body so they can stay on the tightrope. You have the ability to balance yourself in anything mentally by calling forth spiritual strength, realizing that nobody has power over you. Realizing that you and you alone allow people to pull you off of your center. No one can do it without your permission. Nobody can make you angry, make you go off, make you snap, make you react in a way that's inconsistent with your spiritual nature. You choose to do that. You choose to do that. All right. The author goes on to say the subject of balance leads us to a very important area in regards of consciousness development. You have a thinking nature and you have a feeling nature. Your greatest key to spiritual strength is through finding a balance between the two. In biblical symbolism, the male characters represent your thinking nature and the female characters represent your feeling nature. God is both male and female or thinking and feeling or even wisdom and love. He says, matter of fact, in their most highly developed state, they are recognized as divine wisdom and infinite love. Everything that is recorded and accepted by your consciousness is filtered and interpreted by your thinking and feeling natures. Facts and events have their impact on you according to what you think about them and how you feel about them. The ideal is when you use your wisdom and love when dealing with outer conditions and people. But sometimes negative thinking can throw you off out of balance. If negative thinking predominates your mind, you will find yourself spiritually depleted and struggling against a sense of weakness. You will lack patience, tolerance, steadfastness, and balance. It is vital that you restore the balance between your thinking and feeling as quickly as possible. So how do you do that? You do that by one, calling forth the strength of God and choosing to, to think from wisdom and feel from love. I call wisdom and love the KFC chicken and the biscuit. Anytime you go to KFC, you normally get a biscuit with the chicken. And if you're in a relationship with anybody or anything, your wisdom must be with love and your love must be with your wisdom because wisdom without love can be at times very cold. And not cold from the standpoint of, of wrong just this is what it is and this is what it's not but love without wisdom can be foolish because you know love just does what it does so we must wisely love wisely love and love wisely all right it goes on to say that 
negative thinking, if it predominates your mind, you get spiritually depleted. Why? Because you're not drawing on the energy of God. All right. He goes on to say, you must use your feeling nature to uplift your thinking when you may have been overcome by negative vibrations. Strive for a sense of well-being and return to the source of your being. Allow divine love to permeate your consciousness and release your negative thoughts, realizing that they are not the truth. They are based on mere facts, which are alterable through the love of God. And it might just be based upon your perception, which might not be true at all, factual at all. On the other hand, if you are out of balance due to to negative emotions, you must use positive thinking to correct the state. Feeling despair and discouragement can be corrected through positively affirming the truth. By using your word of truth based upon divine principles, you can uplift your feeling nature to a state of love and serenity. In biblical symbolism, adultery is associated with your feeling nature is associating your feeling nature with negative thinking or associating your thinking nature with negative feeling. Both states of consciousness are draining and result in spiritual weakness and physical ineffectiveness. When you are feeling good and thinking right, you are experiencing great strength in your consciousness. It goes on to say the perfect marriage is the divine combination of love and wisdom in your consciousness. So a couple of other quick things I do want to let you know about this. And the 12 power symbolism that I taught early in the first show about how not only did Charles Fillmore believe that Jesus and his disciples represented the Christ mind and 12 gifts, powers or latent abilities within everybody. He also believed that they had physical location and strength, according to the theory, is located in the small of the back and the loins areas which wouldn't even from a physiological standpoint make sense because this is where your adrenal glands and things like that kick in to give strength to the body when needed. Uh, if you, I would suggest for people who want to study this concept from the physical side of how it literally affects your physical well-being or, or when they're not being utilized properly, how our lack of use shows up as lack of health in our bodies. Read Catherine Ponder's book, Healing Secret of the Ages. Healing Secret of the Ages. She deals with the locations. She deals with how when we're thinking a certain way and not allowing this faculty, the faculties to, to express fully how that shows up as illness, uh, deterioration and degeneration in, in areas of the body and how through the use of these faculties, now, we can actually strengthen the physical body, heal the physical body of dis-ease and in harmony. It's a magnificent book. I'm not teaching it. Uh, to teach that book online would be, would be, would be a little bit, I'm going to say, tougher, but it would just be more exhaustive. I'm using this book as an introduction book because, one, it's an easier read, and, two, it's a smaller book, and I can get right to the points. And then you can go and read on your own and evolve and get a better understanding of what these 12 gifts from God mean in you. Because guess what? Sooner or later, you got to do the work yourself. That's why I ask you to read the book, get the information, etc. Also, a reminder that if you go to the the Christ Universal Temple website, www.cutemple.org, in the bookstore section, uh, Reverend the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman has a DVD series on the 12 powers that's available. You can order it. I don't know how much it costs, but she does all 12 faculties. When, and they're uh, old. It based, they were recording when she had a TV show in the 80s. So this is like 1985 or something like that. Anyway, next week, we're going to talk about judgment, also called wisdom in the 12 powers of uh, man's um, theory. So. I want to remind you yet again that this show, along with all the shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So please make sure that you support the station. I want to remind you that this show and all the other shows on Unity Online Radio are available on iTunes and Stitcher. 
So make sure that you let people know that. Download it to your iPhone, iPad, i this, i that, or your Android phones, your tablets, your computers, your laptops, etc. You can take all of the lessons from this station with you everywhere. Have them permanently. So make sure you take advantage of that and share it with others so they can be blessed. Don't sit on your blessings. Share them because as you share them, you are then blessed again and have the opportunity to manifest more of God's good in your life. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and week. I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child. Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for the popular book, Victoria Moran will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Somewhere. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. 
the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.